Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us on America's Community Voices with your host, Donald and Ronald Brookins, on Blog Talk Radio. Our focus today is the 2010 elections, why we all must vote. The midterm elections for the year 2010 are arguably the most critical of this young century. The age of Obama has produced circumstances and unintended consequences that none of us could have foreseen. In this upcoming election, every vote counts in a way and manner that has perhaps never occurred before. At stake is the direction of a nation in which the pundits, 24-hour news cycle, talk radio, Internet blogs, special interest groups, and the established political parties have failed to act in the best interest of the public good. Sitting out this election by not voting is not the best way to make your voice and our community voices heard. We talk about early voting today, after team voting, voting on election day, and what are the individual responsibilities of American citizens relative to voting in a free, democratic, representative democracy. Are you going to vote? We're going to tell you why you should vote, why you must vote. Thank you for joining us. All right. What a great subject we have today. Again, my name is Ronald Brookins. I am your host, and my co-host today is Mr. Donald Brookins. You're listening to America's Community Voices on Blog Talk Radio. Donald. Hello, Ronald. How are you today? I'm doing fine. We have so much to talk about. Where do you think we should start? Well, of course, uh, the upcoming election will be held in the next two weeks. Um, There is a push by all involved, specifically by um, the Democratic Party and really public officials and community activists everywhere to try to get uh, everyone to register to vote, uh, to take advantage of voting early, and to participate in the process. Uh, The 2010 election is an important election. It's an important election for many reasons, having to do with uh, President Obama, having to do with a Republican Congress, uh, having to do with what's going on in Washington, D.C., having to do with the rise of the Tea Party uh, and uh, that grassroots effort to, as they say, try to take back our country. So it's important for everyone to be involved in the process, to let their voices be heard, and especially to vote. Here's what I find to be absolutely stupefying: is that given the events of the past 18 months since the election of Obama in this age of Obama and the issues that we've all confronted, uh, as well as the accomplishments of the Obama administration uh, and the fact that you have what is supposed to be a movement in this country called the Tea Party Movement, and I'm not going to take either side here. My interest here is making sure that everyone's voice is heard because I don't believe everyone's voices have been heard throughout this whole 18-month period. There has been a very astute manipulation of the media uh, on one side. On the other side, I don't understand why uh, moderates and people uh, who are somewhat within the Republican Party as well as the Democratic Party aren't speaking up. This extremism that's going on on the left and the right has caused a lot of people to want to sit out. I don't understand how you can be a part of this country and this Democratic Republic 
and not want to vote and say that you're frustrated and you're going to sit out. That 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 that's the act of a child. We are all adults, and I want to talk about voter accountability and voter responsibility uh, as we discuss the election 2010 in the framework of getting out to vote and why you and I. Our position is on on today's program is why you must vote. You must vote. This election is so critical, it's so important, and so many issues. Uh, it's, it's from health care uh, all the way to the issues going on in the war. I mean, we don't even discuss the war anymore over in Afghanistan, but that's an important issue. It's affecting our economy. We have issues in which the president himself, as far as I'm concerned, his administration, saved this country from going into a deep depression. You know, there's a distortion of the facts. There are a lot of things that are going on, but there can't be not – you cannot sit out this election. You have a responsibility to vote, especially at a time in our country's history when there's so many options that you have to vote. You don't have to show up to vote at the voting place. There are so many ways that you can vote and have your voice heard. Well, Ronald, uh, I mean, voting is the uh, ultimate act of true citizenship, in my in my ability, in my opinion, rather. It's the ultimate act of true citizenship. Um, um, unfortunately, uh, Republicans... Uh, Tea Party people uh, are willing to be vocal, to be active, to be involved. It's always been that way. Um, and uh, independents and Democrats, to a large degree, want to sit on the sidelines, and you've got to sit out to go out there and try to to uh, uh, get them involved more than you should have to. Everyone should want to vote, to be involved in the process, because a vote counts. A vote means something. A vote can bring about change. A vote can bring about legislation, can bring about laws, can bring about policies that impact our everyday lives. Uh, People are not talking about the war anymore because the only thing that's on their mind is the economy and jobs. Now, I can't put the blame on those people who are not out there. I'm going to put some of the blame and go back to the Democrats and the president for not getting out there in the face of the Republicans and standing up and fighting for and pronouncing loud what they've done, even in the face of all this bad news about the economy and about jobs. The man has done a lot. He's done a lot. Uh, If he hadn't have done what he'd done, um, I don't know that we would have been in a depression. I was watching Morning Joe on MSNBC this morning, and there was uh, uh, the guy on there from uh, Rolling Stone who had just completed an article um, about uh, Obama, and he made the comment that Obama had indeed uh, accomplished a lot. Uh, he mentioned the TARP fund and what he did with the banks and that they had secured all of that money that they loaned the banks that they had made a profit, and the profit that they made were in the billions. People don't know that. They made a profit because they hadn't been able to translate over into jobs. People don't know that. Uh, people don't know that Obama has done a lot with the auto industry and getting that back on its feet, and then we'd have lost more jobs. It would have been at least 15% unemployment as opposed to what it is now. Okay, but let's let's... I mean, you've laid a foundation about that, but let's get back to the real meat of this issue and let's get around to the foundation of what we're going to talk about, and that is voting. Uh, if you remember, two years ago in the election of 2008, voter turnout was as high, high as it has been in, in almost a decade. 
even longer. I mean, the voter interest and the voter turnout on both sides was very high. Um, now, I happen to believe that, and I don't understand, even with midterm elections or whatever, or runoff elections, you should always have a high interest in voting. To me, voter uh, voting is not only uh, a, a responsibility uh, and a reflection of citizenship and those who are responsible and accountable citizens, but it also is a symbol of, of, of one's enduring faith in this democratic and this democracy that we all live in. Uh, uh, and voting is not a difficult thing to do, as far as I'm concerned also. Uh, that, that, I mean, I don't understand. You know, you may have to stand in a line for a few minutes, but when you look at what voting does in terms of when you go out and, and you vote, how so significant and important. Let's look at the last two presidents, like the last, before Obama's election, uh, but to a great extent, 2000 election, 2004 election. George Bush won both of those elections essentially because of voter turnout. In other words, the base of the Republican Party was turned out to vote on behalf of Bush. Uh, that happened in a key – I mean, never would have went to the uh, this whole idea of having it being decided with the Supreme Court decided and all that crap in 2000. Bottom line was Al Gore wasn't able to win uh, his own home state. Al Gore wasn't able to win by a comfortable margin in Arkansas. Had Al Gore just won one of those states – Due to voter turnout for the Democrats, he would have won the presidency. That's true. So, and then in 2004, it's even more critical in terms of voter turnout because clearly many people thought that Kerry was going to win and had won that election, but voter turnout resulted in the fact that the Republicans were able to get voter turnout to, a, to, to, to the extent that in Ohio, in very key districts, that a lot of people thought that the Democrats were going to win, the voter turnout was so high for the Republicans that they were able to grab that state. That was the difference in the presidency being won by uh, John Kerry as opposed to... Yeah, but they put some gay stuff on legislation. Uh, that, that, that's not the point. The point is, well, I don't care what they put on the legislation. The, the point is, is that you vote. Gay stuff, I do, so what does that mean? Because they put gay stuff on, on, uh, out there to be voted on. You vote because if you don't vote, your voice is not heard, and if you don't vote for those candidates and those things that you believe in, then you have nothing to cry about when the policies that they want to impose on this country are imposed. Because once somebody has won, then to the winner goes the sports. Well, you know, in saying that, Ron, I know you were very uh, uh, boisterous about what I just said, but I said that to say that the Republicans are extremely strategic in how they plan and, 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 and win elections, and Democrats don't seem to have a strategy or a winning strategy. They did this last time with Obama, and it was a very good one, but they don't have a they don't have a sustainable ongoing strategy to win these elections. I mean, I know this is typical that we're in the midterms where um, uh, uh, the winning party of the of the presidential election usually tends to lose seats. But still, there should be some sort of strategy going forward to try to uh, contain these Republicans. Okay, well then let's now let's let's bring this down to the voter now, to the individual voter, somebody who's out there now, just just like me and you. An election is coming up, regardless of their affiliation or whatever. The fact is, is that on November the fourth, you get an opportunity to vote in your home state, in your home county, and you get to vote in elections that have significant ramifications, uh, all the way from local uh, races, county races, to statewide races. We're going to be electing governors, senators, 
county commissioners, school board members. Uh, I don't think we're electing city council members in where we are. But the point is, is that this election is, is important and key. So let's talk about what are some of the things that are available to you if you want to vote. There's, first of all, you need to be registered to vote. So our assumption here is that you're registered to vote. Next, you have an opportunity for early voting. Early voting began in the state of Florida and I think in 20 other states starting yesterday. Most importantly, what's interesting is that some of those other states include the largest states in the, in, in the union. There's Texas that early voting began, California is uh, 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 one of the states also that early voting has begun. So you have an opportunity to go anywhere where there's an early voting station. You don't have to be, it doesn't have to be your precinct. Wherever it's convenient for you, go in and get your vote cast now. So that's, that, that, is a, uh, that, that, that makes it more convenient for you rather than have to possibly go to your uh, regular voting polling place on voting day when there are longer lines. Then there's also absentee balloting. When you have a chance to request an absentee ballot, complete your ballot, and mail that ballot in. And what I like about that, because I, I do absentee ballot, because it allows me to take a look at the ballot, uh, it allows me to uh, review what's on the ballot. And what's important in this election, we've got a lot of local uh, initiatives, such as uh, in Hillsborough County, Florida. What's going on is that they're voting on, um, there's a push to get light rail, not only in this county, but throughout the state. Uh, and the county is proposing a tax increase to help pay for that because they claim that not only is it going to bring that to the area, but it's going to increase jobs in the area. But besides that, we even have something on uh, 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 that we're going to be voting on here in the state of Florida that's relating to education. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, a critical education bill as it relates to classroom size. But as I was saying before you interrupted me, it's important. Uh, uh, I find it good if you're going to be um, um, doing an absentee ballot that you, you, you're able to look at that ballot you're able to sit down and take your time and determine who you want to vote for, get it marked, uh, and, and get it sent in uh, within a timely manner. So that's another important option for voting. But, see, I, I don't think you should send an absentee ballot as soon as you get them. I think, that, I think one of the great advantages of having an absentee ballot is, is that you have it there. You have a chance to look over what's on there, uh, and particularly as it relates to those amendments and things that you're voting on in referendums, that you're able to really look at them, and if you're not familiar with them, then before you vote, you have a chance to really go in and, and research them and get all the information that you can and make an educated, informed decision as you're voting. Well, that's true because there's enough uh, resources out there, such as the Internet, uh, newspapers, television. Uh, you can find just about any information you want on, on these issues and be able to research the issues as well as the candidates to decide uh, uh, how you want to make your vote. And then once you get ready to cast the absentee ballot, you can mail it in, or you can go by one of the designated uh, Hillsborough County Supervisor Elections Office and drop it in the uh, ballot box, or you can go to one of the early voter uh, polling places and turn it in there. I mean, you have so many options when you do it that way. The point is, is that in this day and age, there's no reason for anyone not to vote because you have so many opportunities and so many choices uh, in order to allow you to vote and vote in a manner that's informed. So uh, we, we have to get back to this whole issue of why people aren't voting. But before we do that, Donald, I want to go play something for you because I talked about California having already begun to start uh, their early voting. And 
I found a piece from the California Public Broadcasting System, uh, public radio, talking about early voting, and they were talking about some aspects about early voting and why early voting is so important and what are the advantages and disadvantages. We're going to play a little bit of that uh, from an audio clip, and then we're going to come back on the other side of this and discuss uh, what is the mood of America, and that's based on the CBS uh, poll that was taken uh, and some interesting information about voter apathy, uh, and we want to discuss that. But let me just, let's go ahead and go to this uh, this clip from the California Public Radio. It's a sign the election's coming. Counties can today start sending out vote-by-mail ballots in California. But is it smart to vote this early? What if a race takes a surprising turn and you change your mind? We'll start today's show by talking about the pros and cons of voting by mail. We'll start with, um, in our studio, Bob Huckfeld, who's professor of political science at UC Davis, where he's also director of the Institute for Government Affairs. Bob, thanks for joining us. Good to be here, Jeffrey. Why do people need to vote early? Um, why not just say to everyone, election date is this date? Vote then. Well, there are a number of advantages for uh, early voting. One is just to reduce congestion at the polling places so people don't have to stand in line, and so maybe standing in line doesn't dissuade people from coming out and voting. Another reason is that potentially it holds the uh, possibility of reducing uh, the amount of time that it takes to actually process all the votes, although that can backfire on occasion. And finally, and I think perhaps most importantly for most of us, is that it has the potential, one would think, to reduce the uh, cost of voting for individuals thereby encouraging individuals to um, come to the polls and vote, or to not come to the polls but to vote anyway, I guess I should say. What do you mean reduce the cost of voting or possibly reduce the cost of voting for individuals? Well, you know, there's been a movement inside the United States over the last, um, well, for a long time, but certainly over the last 30 years, to reduce voting costs for individuals in terms of what it takes to actually turn out and vote. Uh, there are a lot of costs to voting. Uh, when I was uh, teaching at LSU, when I first started out teaching, um, you had to register at City Hall. You couldn't register anywhere else, and you couldn't vote if you couldn't register. And so the LSU students would regularly charter a bus and put everyone on the bus and run them over to City Hall so that they could register to vote. There was no deputiz deputization of registrars, so people couldn't go door to door and get people signed up. Um, it meant a significant cost for individuals to vote. So we've changed the way we do that. We have motor voter. We've done lots of things to make it easier for people to vote. And in that sense, the various forms of early voting are another example of ways that you can reduce voting costs for individuals. You also said that um, early voting can reduce processing time, the time to process votes, but you said but that can sometimes backfire. What do you mean by that? Well, it, it, it partially depends how things are organized and uh, the sort of procedures that are in place. Um, if, if, the, if, if the deadline for receiving the ballots is early enough, in California we have a deadline of Election Day, uh, it's possible then that you have to have all these ballots in place and that they can be processed fairly quickly. On the other hand, in some states, they require a postmark by Election Day, and then the votes start trickling in. And so it actually extends the amount of time that's required to process the votes. Moreover, a year ago or so, the national government passed a law that required special procedures for military um, um, men and women to be able to vote by mail. Um, that also, in that instance, uh, the states are required to count those votes when they come in up through oh, sometime in November. Um, I think it's around the 19th of November. So that, too, slows things down. So there's an upside and a downside to this, and uh, it can go either way. Bob Hockfeldt of UC Davis. We're talking about early voting. Today's the first day in California in this election season that counties can send out vote-by-mail ballots. 
Kim Alexander, president of the California Voter Foundation, also joins us. She's on the phone. Kim, thanks for joining us. Hi, Jeffrey. Thanks for having me. Well, Bob Huckfeld just laid out uh, some reasons uh, in favor of voting by mail, early voting. Uh, do those add up for you? Do they counterbalance any uh, any uh, minuses from early voting? You know, I think the nice thing for California voters is that you have a choice. Some people like to vote by mail and find that to be the most convenient and less stressful way to vote. Other people like the excitement of going to the polling place and seeing their neighbors and doing something, you know, out there and participatory on election day. So fortunately, under California law, we have choices, and but all those options are good for voters. I think that, you know, one thing I'm glad about counties getting the early ballots out and, and kicking off vote by mail a month ahead of time is that it signals to all voters that there's an election coming up, and having programs like this reminds voters that they need to make sure that their registration status is up to date, um, and if you haven't gotten your sample ballot in the mail or if you think you're a vote-by-mail voter and you don't see those materials coming in the next week, you need to check your status, and we can talk a little bit more about how people can do that. What about the... Okay. Donald, what do you think about the clip? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it, it sort of uh, went over all of the things that you and I talked about as for why, what are the advantages for uh, registering to vote and, and using those options of um, um, either a mail-in ballot or going to early voting. So, so yeah, I think it's great. I think I think those ideas and those things were done to increase voter turnout, to increase interest in voting. So, but the main issue is is that you have opportunities to vote. So, in my mind, the only reason that you wouldn't vote is if there's a lack of desire to vote. So, let's talk about why people would not desire to vote. Particularly, I, I, I mean, and we can look at it across the spectrum, but. My concern is, is, is particularly among minorities, particularly among African Americans, I have a hard time understanding why every single African American who has the opportunity to not only register to vote and actually vote does not vote. I do not understand it. The history of this country it tells a story in which so many people fought and gave their lives for the right to vote for African Americans, minorities, and for women in this country. I don't understand why anyone don't hold that very sacred. I know, Ronnie. It's so true. It's so true that uh, both uh, good men and women, black and white, sacrifice their lives to give African Americans the right to vote. But, however, let's look at the political climate in this country. Let's look at what's going on nationally in Washington and even locally and on a state basis and regional basis. Politics ain't it's just not pretty at the moment. Um, um, there is gridlock. Uh, there's no one that we have, that we elected really out there trying to do something uh, to pass legislation that's going to benefit people. At least that's the perception of the public. Of course, we know that there 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 are some people on perhaps both sides of the aisle, maybe even more on the Democratic side that are trying to do things. However, we know, and Republicans said from jump that they have took the strategic position that they won't support anything that Obama suggests or puts forth because they want to beat him in the next election. Until you get past this thing where as soon as you get in office, you're running for the next election, we're never going to get anything done. People are not going to see anything done. They're not going to see anything that impacts their daily lives, and then they're going to come away with 
the perception as they do that voting is of no benefit to them. Of course you and I know that's not true. Of course you and I know that the process is something that's longer, and the process you have to vote for change. I don't know of any legislation that's passed that impacts our lives immediately. But my whole concern and point here is is that, I mean, you have to vote in order to be a part of the process. You have to vote in order to influence the process. You have to participate in, in town hall meetings and do all of these other things. But we're talking about voting now. It's a very simple act to vote. And for those of you out there who are listening, who feel that you're frustrated and you don't want to vote because things aren't going the way you want them to go, and then we all need to be a little bit more adult about what it is to be responsible and living in a democracy and also be true to our history and be true to our country's history. You know, you have the right to vote. You must use that right to vote uh, and, 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 and to, to stand on the sidelines and not be a part and actively participate, and not only that, to encourage those of you around you who to you, you have influence to vote, you know, is really, really something that uh, I think shows a lack of, of, of true accountability and responsibility. Uh, voting, is, you must vote. Well, that's true, Ron. I mean, just, just take you and I. We've been voting since we were, could vote at 18. I mean, our, our family votes. I mean, we got a we got a, a block in our family that we register for every election. We go out and vote, um, um, and, and we have done so since the beginning of time. Um, but you know, people have got to take advantage of uh, of these options that's made the process easier for them to vote, and they've got to want to be involved, Ronald. So here's the thing that you should be doing: first of all, as this early election season, early voting season has begun in the state of Florida. Uh, if you don't have anything in order, you need to call your local supervisor of elections office uh, and uh, find out what your status is. Because uh, if you have not received important information, if you wanted to, to do absentee balloting, then you need to find out why you have not received that. Uh, you can also do this online. A lot of the things that we're talking about, you can go online to the supervisor of elections uh, online site and accomplish many of the things that we're talking about. And if you don't have a computer, you can go to your library and use the computer there. Now, so, I mean, there are so many options and ways that you can access the system. Once you've got all this information, once you realize that you have your voter registration card, everything is up to date, then you need to know where your precinct is located, Cat. Because if you plan on voting on November the 4th, then go directly to your precinct to vote. If not, and you want an early vote, then find out where the early voting locations are uh, throughout the city of Tampa and throughout Hillsborough County, uh, wherever you're living at, and then make plans to go to those locations at the times that they're available for you to do your early voting. Um, if you need additional information about the candidates and what's occurring, many of the newspapers in the area uh, have information about the candidates and their positions. You can sort of review those uh, positions and then vote accordingly. Um, so, as I said, there's so many opportunities uh, for you to get the information that you need so you can make informed decisions. But I want to talk to you now, Donna, about an important poll. I saw this on the CBS Evening News last night. Uh, Katie Crick was talking about... Uh, the latest poll that they took in terms of what is the mood of the nation as it relates to voting. I thought what was so interesting was was that it was framed around those people who voted for President Obama in the last election, that the enthusiasm level for, for that group of people was so much higher the last time in 2008 than it seems to be in 2010. Um, and it really talked about how the independent voter 
was wavering uh, away from uh, President Obama. Uh, enthusiasm is, is, you know, I always take polls with a grain of salt because they it depends on who's asking the question and how the and how the question is framed. And again, we look at the media and the way they have influenced uh, the information that we get. We really have to be very careful in how we analyze the information. I understand that, but here's, here's another thing you have to consider. Uh, President Obama, candidate Obama, pulled off uh, uh, quite a uh, feat, uh, a juggling act, putting together coalitions that normally don't vote together. Uh, that's independent, that's uh, Latin Americans, that's African Americans, and that's uh, some Republicans that were uh, Caucasian, as well as the, the normal Democratic base that he had. So um, I don't think that he's effectively been able to communicate to them uh, or keep them in his camp as far as some of the things he's done or has been trying to do. Well, to a great extent, he has. If you look at those people who voted for Obama uh, in the last election, 67% of those said that they will vote Democrat. Only 8% have switched to Republican, and 21% are not sure as of yet. If you look at the all-important independent voter, because that's where Obama made the difference between him and Senator Kane, 42% has indicated that they will vote Democrat. Only 12% has indicated they're going to vote Republican, and then there's a whopping 38% that's still undecided as to how they're going to vote and depends on certain circumstances. Uh, so, once again, I mean, it, it, the media has played this up as if all has been lost for Obama. He's lost everything. He's losing. Well, no, it's not. There's a lot of people that are not sure and undecided. But the base, the base for Obama is still there and remains there. So, once again, you have to be able to look at information and understand what that information means and then apply it to how you want to make your voice heard within the democracy. You know, it's just not as simple as saying that you like someone. You really got to know what they stand for. Got to really know what policies they support because those are policies that are going to affect your everyday life. You know, you can say they can say what they want to say about health care. The health care uh, bill was a very important bill that changed a lot of things within the whole health care structure as to how uh, those, particularly without health care. Well, at the least, it's going to it's going to protect sick people who uh, are really sick and, and have uh, preconditions is going to protect children, main thing. Those are some of the immediate things that we're going to see now. And in the long run, I think it's going to protect more Americans. So, uh, you know, what, what, is being, what is being presented to the public as this great voter apathy isn't in a sense voter apathy as it is seems to be voter confusion. You know, and understanding or making a decision as to what they want to do and why they want to do it. And bottom line for me is is that one way or the other, the only way that you can really uh, uh, indicate what your voice is is to participate in the process. Well, I mean, I mean because you know, on, on after November the fourth, that next day, then we begin on uh, uh, the next phase in this presidency and in this country, in which either the Democrats will have retained both houses, or the Republicans will have won one or both, one or both of the houses. Uh, and what that means is whoever wins, you're going to be accountable uh, to the public in terms of bringing about those things that you promised. Well, here's the thing, Ronald. If there's a lot of confusion out there, then those undecided, 
need to take responsibility and accountability and take advantage of those resources that are out there. And there's numerous resources for where you can go to and references so you can make a informed decision and, and stand up and, and vote and be heard. Many organizations like the NAACP, uh, the League of Women Voters, uh, a lot of civic organizations throughout uh, this country, and particularly in the state of Florida, are out there trying to get out the information to get out the vote. And whichever organization that you are affiliated with or have an affinity to, then please uh, take advantage of those organizations in making sure that you get out and vote. I, I was very impressed that there are some local organizations here in Hillsborough County that was concerned about the fact that in the uh, in the last elections in which there were runoff elections, uh, there was very low voter turnout, and trying to turn this around in terms of educating the public and uh, trying to get people more uh, involved in voting, particularly for this upcoming election, is so critical and important that we all participate in this election. I mean, you know, I have my own personal opinions, particularly about the election in the state of Florida as it relates to the governor's office. Uh, I have some serious concerns about that election. Uh, I think that it's important that we all vote because uh, we have to make sure that that vote is counted. Every vote counts. If you don't believe every vote counts, then you don't have a, uh, a real understanding about elections in this country. Well, well, let's just uh, – we we're getting close to the end of our show. Is that correct, Ronald? Yes, we are. So let's start wrapping it up. Yeah, let's just, start, let's just make sure that we want to encourage everybody out there uh, to vote. Uh, we want to encourage them to register to vote if they have not already registered. We want to encourage them to contact their local supervisor of elections office to uh, become eligible to vote, to register. Uh, if they choose to use an absentee ballot, to put your request in for the absentee ballot, they usually get those out within a day or two uh, and make an informed decision. Uh, if you see debates on TV, they had one on last night for the senatorial candidates in Florida, uh, and it was a very good debate, very lively debate. Watch those things. I mean, they give you information. They help you to make informed decisions about candidates. So do that if you choose to do early voting, and that's a wonderful option. I've done that too, and I like it. Please go to the, your local polling area, designated polling area, and do an early vote. And if you just want to wait until voting day and show up to vote, do that too, but get involved. Don't sit on the uh, sidelines. You have to be involved because these are critical times and critical issues. Very good summary, Donna, of all of those things that are available to uh, any of our citizens who may want to vote, uh, the different options that you have. We encourage you to find out all the information that you need and be prepared to vote one way or the other. Uh, For instance, with the uh, absentee ballots, you have all the way up until uh, to the to polls close on voting day to get your absentee ballot in. Uh, now you you have to be postmarked uh, uh, by by the day uh, by voting time uh, uh, on November the fourth, or you can deliver it uh, as I said to one of the voter locations uh, throughout the county. You have so many options. Uh, there's always going to your poll uh, your polling place and voting right there. Uh, your assigned voting precinct. You can do that also, but please, whatever you do, we encourage you, we urge you to vote. It is so critical and so important that you vote. You have been listening to America's Community Voices on Blog Talk Radio uh, with your hosts, Donald Brookins and Ronald Brookins. We appreciate you joining us. 
We hope you'll join us again. This has been one in a series of programs that we've done, really test programs, to start our radio program. We started out in looking at a review of Barack Obama, uh, his presidency, and doing a report card on what has been accomplished in the last 18 months. We moved on to discuss education in this country and uh, then do a discussion about what is the state of public education in this country and should there be should the blame be placed so much on teachers? I mean, are we all responsible for our education systems, particularly those who are part of the school board administrations uh, and those who are part of the school administrations themselves? And what about elected officials? Uh, so, and what about the unions? So that was a discussion about education. And then in the third of a series of shows that we've done, we talked about the 24-hour news cycle and what the effect has been on getting the facts to the public. Uh, are those facts believable? And um, what should we do in, ter- in terms of being able to evaluate the information that we're being given? What are the best places to get uh, information that you can believe in and that you can trust? And finally today, uh, getting out the vote, uh, uh, participating in the voting process, uh, why it's so important that you must vote. Again, we hope you enjoy our programming. Uh, we have much more to come in the days to come. Again, the name of our program is America's Community Voices, and this is on the blog Talk Radio Network. We hope to have you join us again, and I certainly want to wish all of you a good afternoon. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everybody.